This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, Sacramento, Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 153. My name's Turner Sparks in Brooklyn, New York. I am Michael Kaplan. I'm about to get on a plane to get get out of get the hell out of Los Angeles, California. But for now, I'm still here. L.A. Kaplan. We talked about this on the wrap-up show last week. If you haven't listened to that, go back. Kaplan breaks down the entire uh, process of movie premieres. The whole and- process. And also what you do at movie premieres, which is very interesting. I, I found it uh, very interesting. You never know. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. I, I want to save it for our Patreon subscribers. But the irony, you- of, the irony of it is, I didn't even go to this movie premiere because I had to do something else. Then, and there's so much traffic in LA. I missed the premiere this time. But um, I, I've been to many. So the Irishman, right? Yes, I am an expert. I do know men. I knew, do know the scene. You know the scene. So if you want to listen to that, Cap breaks down the whole thing. Go to lostinamericapod.com. Subscribe to click the Patreon button to become for five dollars a month. You get our wrap up show every single week. Kaplan, this week on the podcast, we have you. We have me. You can find me at Turner B Sparks on Twitter. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on all of those things. Plus, this show is on Instagram. I always forget. Where? How do you find us? Lost in America Pod. Lost, Lost in America Pod. At yeah. Lost in America. We're putting up great things all the time. Yeah, we're about to. I'm gonna uh, maybe on the, we're gonna put a bunch of stuff up today. So get get start listening, people, or start subscribing, or follow us, or all that stuff. So we're gonna get to a bunch of stuff today. We're going through. We have hate mail to get to. I want to give a whole. I I don't think enough people understand what's going on in the Permian Basin, in the Delaware Basin, in New Mexico, in East New Mexico, West Texas, with the oil yeah. boom. I want to break that all down. <laughs> People are always saying they don't know enough about that topic, so I'm glad we're. I've been telling people since I've come back to New York, and everyone's like, has no, literally has no idea. So it's crazy. How do we not know? Plus, uh, I have a whole thing going on with uh, with um, Obamacare right now. But for Kaplan, before all that, you just turned twenty forty two forty two. He turned twenty. Yeah, well, I turned forty two in two days. I realized from when this is airing. Happy and, birthday. So I'm on it. Don't get cocky that I made it to 42, but there was a, a live prop bet earlier in the year. Would I make it to 42? So I'm excited. It's it, it, having a heart attack and, and it makes the birthdays feel a little more special. And I wanted to, um, 
I wanted to think I've gotten a lot of feedback from people who didn't know I'd been in the hospital who listened to the podcast recently that way I went to the hospital for my false alarm. The most recent hospital visit, not the heart yeah, attack. Yeah, my most recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a weird thing when people are like, oh my God, I hope you're okay. And it's like, well, no, I'm totally fine. That was the whole point of the loss in America. It was like, I was fine the whole time. But <laughs> Wait, wait. So these people didn't know you were in the hospital initially, listened to the podcast, and then said they hoped you're okay? Yeah, then they say, hope you're okay. And I'm like, wait, did you listen? I don't even understand that. that yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> but, but it reminded me that I, and then just talking to people and telling the story, I realized there's a couple things I, I, I forgot to mention, I wanted to just uh, catch people up on the experience a little bit. Is that, do I have time to do that? <laughs> you got you got plenty of time. <laughs> so we're not in studio, thing, so we don't have producer Matt breathing just, down just our necks. Go all nuts, yeah. No Matt, no clock. So the first thing when I'm telling people that I'm realizing I didn't mention on the podcast was I said Randy went to Westchester, right? But why did she go to Westchester? Is the question. She was in Westchester the day I got sick because. Wait, 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 wait. Let's to- let's tell people what Westchester is. Westchester's an area in New York. It's like north of New York. It's like the suburbs. It's where the Clintons it's first, live. So the Clintons live. It's where the Hammers live. It's a rich hoity toity uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> suburb of New York City. Right. So Randy, who was in Bolden for years of marriage, she never drives, can never drive. Sure. And then um, she's in Bolden by the uh, driving me around during the heart attack situation. So now she's like, I'm going to start driving to go shopping. But then uh, she got, then she got like, um, she talked herself off that, so she hasn't been driving, but she had a friend of hers give her a ride to some fancy mall. That's what I'm getting at in Westchester. And so that was, so I knew Randy was spending a lot of money. So that was because people are like, why do you think you had this pain? Right. So I was like, that was one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're blaming the uh, heart attack scare, which didn't end up being a heart attack. It was just a stomach ache, but you're blaming this on your wife going shopping. Well, I'm blaming it on that. I'm blaming it on the Eagles had a really <laughs> atrocious loss. And I had probably my worst gambling day, like of all time. So I had a lot of circumstances that I didn't mention any of these to the doctors and I probably should have. So those are all going into what I think causes the perfect storm of pain. Uh, that but I need Kaplan, to wait, for. we established last week that nothing was wrong with you. Well, something was wrong with me. They just don't know what. So I, that's what I'm saying. I need to establish what is causing. You had heartburn. You ate <laughs> maybe, a taco. You a little too much salsa on your taco. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I did have a, a little hot sauce for lunch that day. But so speaking of heartburn, <laughs> so when I, I get to the, when I'm in the hospital, um, that I didn't, I, I didn't completely explain the um, the stress test that I took was this test where they like sh- they had to like have an IV and they had to shock me with this like uh, stuff that made my like heart like do all sorts of crazy stuff and then they take x-rays of me and everything and the thing the guy said to me the doctor he's like um do you have a a, a pregnant wife or small children i was like what he's like because you're going to be radioactive for 24 hours <laughs> so whoa so so he's like you can't you know it's like um like a superhero he basically, he basically said yeah i was thinking it was like chernobyl have you seen chernobyl <laughs> have like, i seen it at what do you mean the, see, it was a thing oh, what do you H- mean see well yeah but did you see the hbo miniseries chernobyl I did not. Oh, and there we go. I knew this was going to start happening. I'm getting phone calls in the middle of this podcast. Keep going. So, yeah. So, you know, if in Chernobyl, there's like a character with like a woman, like doesn't listen to the thing where she has to like give her hugs to her fireman husband. And then just she bad things happen. But I was like, oh, my God, I can't be like, like, I can't just accidentally hug the kids. Like, this is a challenge because he said he's like, it's okay if you. Uh, it's okay actually to touch your wife as long as you're not planning on having kids again. I was like, Oh, this is like a built-in birth control. <laughs> as long as you're not pregnant or so, so, and it was like, so that was a, it was cool. Uh, a, a way to like get people to leave you alone. You're like, I'm radioactive. Don't sleep. So that's it. And then the last thing I wanted to say is that I, uh, I, uh, I didn't mention this, but when I was waiting and waiting and waiting to be discharged, it came around with meals. Cause I didn't feed me earlier. Cause I wasn't allowed to eat. 
So finally, I'm getting my uh, for my, all my I'm getting my free hospital meal. But I wasn't around when they took orders, so the only thing they had left was pork, just pork. Oh wow! And I was like, this is really anti-Semitic, medic. But um, who cares? You're radioactive. It's I don't think it, I think they cancel each other out. So Randy Kaplan uh, gets the hero of the week because she did a solid and went on an errand for me to the Second Avenue Deli. This is how you stick your middle finger in, in a fake heart attack. You go get Jewish deli, which is probably the worst thing you're not allowed to eat in the cardiology wing of a hospital. <laughs> and I was like, you can't bring me a pastrami sandwich because that'll probably like that, that that'll probably cause a riot in here. It's like bringing in a uh, porn into a prison or something. But she brought me a chopped liver sandwich, and I just like so I'm gonna post that picture. I thought it was like one of the if it felt Wait, like a real cop. Kaplan, this is when it, you you did this last time. So at this point, when she brings you your pastrami sandwich, does she think you're? Do you guys still think you had a heart attack? No, at this point, it's like, it's like, you're like, oh, whatever it was, it wasn't that bad. So I got to enjoy life for the moment and then get back to being healthy again, which I haven't been. Have you considered <laughs> this? Because I remember your wife did this last time. She snuck in a chicken Parmesan. Oh, good memory. But I, but last time, because I, I had a heart attack, I had no appetite and I had one bite of it and that's all I ate. But here's my question. Is there any world, is there any scenario where it could be that Randy Kaplan's trying to kill you? Because both times think... she brought you in the worst possible thing you could eat. No, I don't know yeah. anyone else who would do that. Yeah, we do have a life insurance policy. We did get somehow in the mail. She left. It, she didn't throw out the junk mail that had this thing about upping the life insurance policy. I mean, so I'm sure this it. is going to get me hate mail from Randy Kaplan, but I think anyone else, anyone in this world who would want you to survive would not bring you a chicken parmigiana and a, a whatever it was. Chopped liver, baby. Chopped liver. Sa- is that what it was? Chopped liver sandwich? A chopped liver sandwich on rye, yeah. I hadn't eaten. From Katz's like Deli? Second Avenue, but yeah, it was it's phenomenal. Phenomenal chopped liver. So, <laughs> it's I don't phenomenal. Know, I like, it's going to kill you. I felt you. like I was breaking a fast. It was like my young, my honorary young poor. I didn't eat all day, so I was like, let's go. That and so. So, yeah, you're right. I'm going to be on the lookout for that. I'm going to keep my eye on her. There you go. Down the road. I Thanks just want you lesson. to stay alive. All right. I'm going to stay alive because we got some uh, – I got a lift to 43 and we've got some things in the works that we, I need to stay alive for. We so. got some things in the works. That's a good way to say it. We can't talk about it yet, but uh, yeah, that's a little teaser for everybody. We got teaser. some possible things in the works. All right, Kaplan, should we get to lost? In, I, I, I have a lot going on. There's a reason why I'm yeah. getting these phone calls. I want to get to it on lost in America. What should we do? I, I think we should play the music, play the music. We're back, Kaplan. I'm lost in America this week. This is insane. Okay, so I tried... Remember a couple years ago, I tried to sign up for Obamacare. I thought about doing it. I ended up having three or four meetings in Brownsville... The Brownsville Project. Tracy Morgan's sister or something? Or yeah, exactly. Shout out to her. She's great. I actually still keep in touch with her. Uh, but uh, we're good friends. But she works... At, uh, God bless her. She works at the Obamacare office, and she's trying to get people Medicare... But it's in her offices in the Brownsville projects in New York City. It's the second most dangerous projects, I think, in the world, as far as I can tell. What's the first most? The Gowanus housing projects where Yeah wanted us to live, the home of the murderous mad dog blood gang, 61 confirmed kills in 2018. But she wanted us to pay $2,500 a month to live there. 
Because well, you know, they had a roof deck, together. if you roof remember. Deck, it's a great, great place to hide out when someone's trying to kill you. Or as you said, great place to be an eyewitness to the next murder. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> and then have to testify against the murderous Mad Dog Blood Gang. So... Um, I'm in. So now so you didn't go on Obamacare a couple years ago. You went on some other like that international thing, right? I didn't get on it because they would put me on it for the day. I would get a message. I would get a, a letter in the mail that said, congratulations, you qualified. I'd be like, oh, great. And then a week later, oh, sorry, our paperwork was wrong. You're disqualified. And then next I'm qualified. I probably got this. No exaggeration. I would say 10 times over the course of three months. I was in, I was out. I was in, I was out. I was in, I was out. Mm. I couldn't take the chance. I just wouldn't get sick and wouldn't have health care just because they they decided yeah. I was out that week. So I got my own private care, uh, private insurance. But now it's been a couple years. I'm a little more savvy of a United States citizen. And by that, yeah. I mean, I'm starting to learn how to take advantage of the government, you know, make someone else pay for my pay for my uh, life is the that's the American way. It is. is Welcome it to America, baby. Yeah, because you don't want to have to you want to make um, Uncle Sam and the taxpayers of America foot your bill. That's, of course, who doesn't? Who, I mean, otherwise, why are you paying taxes if you don't get someone to foot your bill at some point? Yeah, if you can't scam everybody else in the country. So that's what I was trying to do. So I looked. So yesterday, I went. I'm like, you know what? Let me look it up. I know how much I pay. Let me see if I can cut a couple hundred dollars a month off of that, save some money. You know, I'm budgeting now, uh, trying to trying to live off of a budget. And so I went on. I just put Obamacare, or I put Affordable Care Act in New York City. Because there's one thing, I like the Affordable Care Act, as a great man once said, but I want to get rid of Obamacare. I feel like, isn't that what some Republican lawmaker yeah, once said? Yeah, it sounds much better when it's called the, it, it's called the Affordable Care Act than when it's called they the... Said, uh, they supported the Affordable Care Act, but not Obamacare. What they didn't understand yeah. was it was the same thing. I did well, understand. Well, it, was, it was a clever name. If you name anything affordable, it's hard to disagree with it. So, so I went on Affordable yeah. Care Act, New York City. I said, let me look this up. I'm going to see if I can save a couple hundred, a couple hundred bucks. So I went on the website, uh, typed in, I think my name, not my phone number. I think first name, last name, maybe zip code. And it said, fill out these, these um, few things. And maybe I think I, we put in our annual household income and then click this button and then the next page will pop up and we'll give you a free estimate of what you could possibly, what yours could possibly cost. And then there'll be some phone numbers you can call if you want to find out more, you know? Right. And this okay. is a United States government run website. So I thought, hey, this is safe, you know, because I don't, I don't pay attention to Snowden. I just, I believe the government. Is it through the New York state or is it through, it's, it's a... It's through the New York State, through the New York, right, right. the state of New York. The exchanges, yeah, yeah. Bill de Blasio, uh, Mr. No, Rivers, a, no, what's his name? No, Governor Cuomo. Rivers Cuomo, Cuomo. What's it, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, Cuomo. Governor Rivers Cuomo. Governor Rivers Cuomo. And uh, so I click, I fill out the three or four little boxes, click, like, give me my free estimate. The second I click the button, no exaggeration. I would say I get about eight to 10 phone calls immediately flooding in from all over the United States of America, from Alabama, from Florida, it, mostly from mean, California. It's, is it other people? Is it, is it a care act so good that other uh, 
states are trying to sell you insurance at a better price? Is that what? Yeah, this is every agent from a oh, really? that. So my phone number, I didn't even put in my phone number, but my phone oh. number gets blasted out to. Pro, I would say it has to be hundreds of agents throughout the United States of America. Oh my and, god, I was actually kidding. I didn't realize that's what it was called. <laughs> no, and they immediately all start calling me. The only thing this reminds me of is the time in college when I got arrested and we went to jail. And the second you get booked into jail, your phone number gets sent out. This is in 2002. And so at this point, Patriot Act had already gone through. So my phone number at that point gets blasted out to every bail bondsman in the state of Florida. And they start calling everyone I know. They don't call me. They call family. They also know my parents' phone number. Everyone's. So you can't, you can't hide from your parents. You've been arrested either. That's a. No, somehow they didn't call my parents. They called everyone else that I got arrested with. They called all their parents. And they say, you've been arrested. Your son's in jail right now. And the parent, it's like two in the morning. The parent goes, oh, my God, what do they do? And they go, we don't know, but pay us $500 and we'll find out. Oh, we have to pay to, you have to pay to, even, you know, it's not even a bail thing. It's like a pay to get a pay. pay no, if, we, if you sign up with us as your bail bondsman, then we'll give us 500 bucks and we'll find out and we'll, we'll represent you, whatever. So this is a similar, this is the only similar thing I can ever think of, but this is to try to get Obamacare. I'm, yeah. I haven't been arrested. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm innocent. I'm just trying to get the Affordable Care Act. So they start calling well, you're me. You're guilty of being a super liberal. Get being, a li- being a real libtard. Yeah, real libtard. And so I, um, over the course of yesterday, so I answered the first one because I'm like, what is this? And it's this lady. And she's like, hello, uh, uh, I, we're here to give you an estimate for your health insurance in the state of California. I'm like, I don't live in the state of California. I live in the state of New York. So they don't even know where I've looked it up. They're just looking at my phone number, you know? Right. And which is, and which is funny about this, is I'm a super uh, policy wonk, but I know that one of the arguments back when they did Obamacare that like was one of the Republican kind of ideas was to have the ability to bu- to buy insurance from different states, go across state lines um, to try to drive down costs. But and then that was the thing that well, I thought wasn't it's not even allowed. I, I wasn't that. So you can't buy you can't buy insurance from another state that you don't live in. I don't right? think it's allowed because um, the minute I told this people in California, I'm like, I don't live in California. I live in the state of New York. She's like, oh, I'm going to connect you to an agent in New York. But then definitely she's getting a kickback because she goes, please hang on the line. And then yeah. she calls this guy and she's like, hello, Javier. And he's like, hello. She's like, I have Turner Sparks on the line. He's a resident of your state. This is his zip code. Do you agree to talk to him? And Javier's like, yes. And she's like, Turner, do you agree to talk to Javier? And she's like, yes. Oh my God. Okay, thank you. And then she goes off. So definitely she's making money. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, I get on the line with this guy, Javier. And I'm like, you know, and all the while i'm not kidding you every 10 seconds i'm having to to delete a phone call phone calls are coming in from everywhere and they're still coming in today and that's the one i just got a few minutes ago they're going to keep coming in i would imagine and coming in it's awful and so then javier is talking to me and he's like all right turner and immediately he's you could tell he's like 17 years old he goes uh he's like all right turner may i ask uh, hello sir may i ask what do you do for a living oh my god and i was like uh, i'm a i'm a comedian and he just starts laughing he goes ah ha, ha, ha. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm just such a good comedian that I make people laugh by saying I'm a comedian. I didn't even tell him a joke. I just said I'm a comedian. Ah, that's hilarious. Well, thank you. And he keeps calling me sir like a a kid would, you know? And he he keeps using big words that he's not 100% sure what they mean, but he's just been told he's supposed to use them. It's very boiler room. 
Um, and he's, uh, he's, he's like, I'm like, sorry, Javier, I'm getting calls in from everywhere. Well, sir, these people are going to be calling you because like me, they're all very eager to sign you up before the November 1st deadline, because oh. on November 1st, the rates go up and we must get you linked in before. The, I, I think they must be saying this. I'm sure they say this every month. Right. Oh, the rate, but I thought it was like, you don't get signed up like one time a year. Isn't this the time of year? I guess exactly. it, I don't know. It could yeah. be the time yeah. of year. That, but then I mean, I said, that's what you're doing it now, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was doing it. I'm not, I was just doing it off the, I was like, I have it on my list of things to do. Like, oh, my insurance oh. goes up on March 1st. It comes up. Let me just look up and see what the options are. So oh. now I'm in this call with Javier and he's like, okay, sir, I will go uh, give me like your basic information, which I gave him again. So apparently he didn't even have the first thing. Um, can you give me a rate? And or I said, I, he said, I'll go find you a rate. So he goes away for five minutes. Again, I'm just deleting these calls coming in, coming in, coming in. He comes back with a rate. The rate is, it's like $50 less than what I pay now per month, but it doesn't, it's a way worse plan. It doesn't cover, it covers 70% of a catastrophic injury. Whereas mine now pay, covers a hundred, hundred percent of anything above $2,000 deductible per year. Right. And yeah, yeah. for that, I'm saving 70. And I'm like, hey, but Javier, this is the same deal as I have, but it's only saving me $50 a month. He's like, yeah, but Turner, just by talking to you, I can tell, listening to your voice, you're in great physical condition. You're not going to have a problem. <laughs> and he's like, you and me, you and me, we're young guys. I'm like, Javier, I'm 37. He goes, oh, I know, but that's not too old. You sound. Oh, my God. Have you, you want to tell him about me? Put me on the phone with him. I should have put it. I mean, great. I, I, I should have. I definitely should have. And then uh, he's like, well, I'm like, well, Javier, why you can't give me anything less than $50 a month, uh, $50 a month less than I pay now. He's like, well, I'm going to be honest with you, Turner. And I want to congratulate you on this. You and your wife have a household income of over $64,000 a year, which means you're doing great. So it's going to be hard to really get you anything. So it turns out if anyone out there listening, if you make more than $64,000 a year, just don't even call them as a combined right. household well, income. Right. Which is not, you know, not yeah, that hard to do. Might, people might live in other countries, but that's not a lot of money in New York City. It's not sixty-four thousand. Not combined. Not get you that far. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to get you that far. So, the Patreon listeners out there need to know that's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. So here's my point. <laughs> here's what I'm trying to get to: repeal and replace Obamacare. Whoa, whoa, we got to get rid of it because unless unless this is a system we all like, I mean, tr trust me, I'm as liberal as they come. I'm as I'm all about cancel culture. I want to cancel everybody. Cancel everyone. And, uh, but. Well, the thing is, I think people should be, because like you're, you're, everyone's got a different situation, but younger people, if they want to have a huge deductible, it's probably not a terrible idea. They're probably not going to hit the, you know, most of them are healthy. So it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a gamble. You could bet better yourself a little bit, but yeah, once you, you're in your thirties, you got to. I mean, North 35, you got to currently thinking. I have a $2,000 deduct to get into the little weeds a little bit. I have a $2,000 deductible and then they cover a hundred percent over after that. And for $50 extra a year, I'm pretty sure it's worth it. Then, uh, then like a $3,500 deductible and they cover 70% after that. And he's like, Turner, you don't understand. He's using all these like slick language that he's looked up. I'm like, Hey, but what about this deductible? Uh, it's, you know, what if I get sick? And he's like, Turner, let me break it down this way. Imagine you go to McDonald's and you're in the drive through. And then he, he always has, he has like all these scenarios. Thing to imagine when we're talking about your health, They're like if you go to McDonald's, it's not a, he has all these scenarios. None of them make sense. All I can think of is that I'm getting scammed by this dude in some office. Oh, 
and then I asked him, I was like, Javier, I need to be clear. Do you work for the United States government? And he goes, yeah. are you an employee of the U.S. government? And he goes, Turner, we're all taxpayers. We're all working for the United States government. <laughs> oh, my God. What a, this guy's got some shtick. But what? so what's the um, resolution then? Are you going to you're going to stay with who you are then or you're going to? If this is the only other option, if anyone out there works for Aetna or someone direct, if I can go directly to an insurance company, give me a call. Send me an email, turner at kungfucomedy.com. Right. I I think if you go directly through an insurance company, it's more pro, right? I I would imagine. Oh, is it more? I don't know. I think it's the whole point of it. All I have to say You're right. It's like if you make between like a minimum and that 64 number, I guess. It's good. You can uh, can get good deals, yeah. Or if you're just a criminal and you're willing to forge all of your tax returns. Yeah, I knew somebody once who uh, would make like totally forges taxes lower to like get like Medicaid or something. I knew so a guy who did that too. Like, yeah, which is uh, but then it's like yeah, like I uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll probably get audit. I hope there's no. I I, I signed this piece of paper for my nanny that says well, it's not even what we actually pay her. It's like a number she needs. I think I know. Was saying this is gonna go. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like because it's not like I pay the same every week, but I just sign like a number like this is what I pay her. They think it's for her health insurance. I think she needs to show. That's what I gather. It's like she needs to show a minimum to also call. Like if she made nothing, then it would. She, you know, that's a different thing altogether. Well, so that I think that ended up being my problem when I first moved here. I literally made nothing because I just. Right, come, so that- I'm a comedian. You know, I'm barking at the lantern. They're not paying me money for that. So I made nothing. So I think I was underqualified in some way. Yeah. Then it's like you can get like Medicaid or something, but you can't get a, yeah, the Obamacare's are like, or I don't know. They're like real insurance plans you just can buy into. So, yeah. So, so, all right. So you're repeal and and replace. replace. So if any of our listeners can come up with some good repeal and replacement plans that fit the alt middle model. uh, Yeah. We're listening. Cause we don't really. You know, we want people to have great insurance, but not pay a lot. But also, um, you know, it can't be from the government because that's not cool. So, you know, well, no, I, are we all we, we got to decide. I think we're all about just taking money from taxpayers. Well, I, yeah, but I, yeah, I <laughs> I'm we, just kidding. We're against that. Not, we're against. Uh, but I don't like that people actually pay the taxes. So, no. it's like you know, we're, we're, we really need to come with some other. Uh, we need to come up with other ways to generate revenue that aren't taxes, but are real. Well, here's taxes. the thing. There's all these group plans. If you get into a group, you can get your prices down. That's what companies do, right? They get into group yeah. plans. Why can't yeah. just average citizen? Why can't there be a comedian group plan and all the comedians group together and then we get a rate? You could do all those unions do that. With like I'm going to do that. What about through the Friars Club? Yeah, you should be able to do that if you get enough people together because you're not. It's like, and if you can motivate yourself to get. Um, like if you have like you should be rewarded if you have a group of healthy friends where everyone's got help you know because you know don't put me in that group you know people know said and then they run the numbers and actuaries and they say oh these guys are pretty fit we can uh, give them a good deal yeah it'll be all right so that's what you got to do you got to have healthy friends and you hang out with them and get a group plan together all right we'll call it the everybody but kaplan plan the everybody the no kaplan's plan cap yeah. speaking no of liver. speaking of friends and at this yeah. point i don't know if this is a friend or an enemy but should we we have some hate mail that just came in it's been a while since we've uh, got we we've got hate now, but we haven't always you don't always give them the time of day. But it's about time we uh, we listen to the listen to the haters. This is some hardcore hate. Should we get to the hate? Should we get to hate mail? Yeah, go ahead. Play the music. Play the music. Don't hate.
right, we're back, Kaplan. Hate, love the hate mail music. Oh, yeah. I think it's our best music. I Well, no, De'Aaron Roots is always our best music. But All this of our music's the best music. Second, yeah. yeah, second best, third best music. Top five music on the pod is the hate mail music. All right, hate mail. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is coming from, should I say who it's coming from, or should I just read it first? I guess read it first, and then we can... Hey guys, here we go. Hey guys, you gave a shout out and wait, where did this come in from? First of all, is this donensus at gmail.com? Yeah, this was a listener sent us to remember we are we do we're gonna maybe come with a new email address next week. But as of now we have an email address donensus at gmail.com. All right, yeah, next no, week no. we will have a new uh we'll have a new a new email address. And also Kaplan, speaking of new things, I'm gonna keep pressing you this till you do it. You promised our Patreon listeners I did once I did. a month. You would put out a short story. We've been doing it for over two, two and a half months now, and we, we don't have short story one from you. Well, I was waiting till we had some Patreon. We hit the $50 mark, and now we've hit it. So, all right, now I can release this. You owe them before. two and a half short stories. Well, we're going to start with one, and then they can like it with this that. This is <laughs> man of his word, Kaplan. All right, to the hate mail. Here we go. Hey, guys, you gave a shout out and asked my opinion on the news story of the guy claiming work injuries from the heart attack, or was it possibly? a death that was suffered while having an extramarital affair while on a work trip. Cap, should we catch people up on what, you, what we're talking about here? Yes. There was a recent episode. I forget which, how many weeks ago that was. Yeah, go we ahead. Did, oh, it was, uh, we, we did a news story about the, that's what you're talking about, the news story about the guy who had a heart attack in France? Yeah, he had a heart attack um, in he was, France while um, he was on, well, a, he was on his, a work trip and he was having sex having with someone who was yeah. clearly not his wife. And yes. instead of what I think what the average person would do would try to sweep it under the rug a little bit, maybe go off the books on that, go get a, go see a doctor, but you know, in a back, back alley, somewhere. A back alley heart attack doctor. Yeah. yeah. This guy went the other way and he sued his company for, awesome. because awesome. he had a heart attack on work time, which made it a public story, which meant I'm sure his wife at home found out about it. Yeah. So this definitely. listener, this female listener says, uh, which we did, we asked her, we gave her a shout out on the podcast. Let's just say who it was. We mention her since we gave her a shout out. Jennifer Miles Peak, JMP, Peak. one of our greatest JMP. listeners to the pod, a Patreon subscriber. We asked JMP what her opinion was on this guy. Um, and uh, she said, I shouldn't need to, t- this is her response. I shouldn't need to tell you all that, w- I shouldn't need to tell you all the things that are wrong with this. I do mm. not believe any woman. I do not believe any woman would take pride in having a deadly ass. Oh, because we said maybe that this lady would be proud of herself because she did such a good job. She killed him. Oh, that's what we were talking about. In the we were bedroom. talking about would women, because that was what I was saying is that, uh, uh, you know, men, men would, men would be proud. A little bit of men would be proud that they killed someone in sex. Cause it's like, Oh, I, I banged the girl. So she died. I'm pretty good. Yeah. And was, our listener was bad, maybe a heart attack, but, but, but women would not. Women, would, I was saying, women would. That's the difference between men and women. Women would be mortified. Yeah, and our listener would be it. was Rojo Perez on that episode. If you want to go back and listen yes. to it, so she I says, guess, I shouldn't yes. need to tell you all the things that are wrong with this. I do not believe any woman would take pride in having a deadly ass, and she also doesn't spell out ass because you know she's a, um, a good. Uh, Good Christian, Good Christian woman. <laughs> so, uh, for the record, she didn't say as I'm filling in the blanks, but okay. um, but she says, but I but I am an old married lady of 17 plus years who still believes mm-hmm. that I can make my hubby's heart race like a bullet train. 
Whoa, look at that. Look at that. She says, keep it alt middle, signed Jennifer Miles Peak. And then PS, for the record, I have a co- I have confirmation of being a $5 Patreon sponsor. None of this $4 crap. I should sue for defamation of character. Oh, uh, right, cuz that's well we have to figure this out then because on our Patreon thing it was her and someone else, right, who they signed up for $5, but we're only getting $4 out of them? Yeah, what I think That's Patreon does is they take a certain percentage, and they just kind of, like, randomly take it from different people. Mm. So I think this happened. Uh, Lisa Kaplan recently signed up, and hers was also only counted for $4. So I think that's what happened there. So these are all $5 people. Come Ta- on. Ta- Patreon should re- – you know what? If they're taking all these taxes from us, then Patreon should come up with a health care plan for all the <laughs> Patreon people. There we go. The Patreon plan. Yeah, to kill two birds. Of course. Kaplan, I think we should get to us. We haven't had enough of us yet this episode, so let's do it. Play the music. All right, we're back, Kaplan. As we talked about last week, we talked about this briefly last week, but I want to go into detail here as we have the time. As, uh, you know, no no guests, because as we always say, no one likes the guests. People like us. Nobody likes the guests. Blanket statement, all the guests. And if you really don't like the guests, Patreon, baby. <laughs> it does. It's go. us every guest, week. A safe, guest-free environment. Kaplan, so... I, I, re, I just got back last week from a week in um, Lubbock, Texas, and then Carlsbad, New Mexico. I was there for about nine days. I did a show at a country club in Lubbock, Texas, and then at the Riverside Country Club in Carlsbad, New, New Mexico. Shout out to all the people who came out to those. I know we got some listeners listening now because they were all they were, I, they were subscribing as I was at these shows. They were getting out their phones and subscribing to Lost America. So shout out to all of you. And... God bless all of you, because you are all making millions of dollars right now um, off of oil. Wait this second. Off of oil and, I mean, literally off of oil and gas. And I want to explain what's going on. We did this briefly, but they've been, there's been a couple of articles about it in the New York Times, but really like two over the last three years spread out. So not enough for anyone to pay attention. I think these news articles, for them to catch on, either if it's the Washington Post or the New York Times, they have to hammer them for once a week for six months for anyone to notice. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah. Well, there's just so much going on. And, and Trump sort of drowns out all the news, really. So they kind, of re- yeah, they kind of rewrite Real, the same story. Things. Yeah. Over and over and over. So what's going I'm just going to lay out what's going on, and then I'm going to tell you how it's affecting the average person. So what's going on is it's the biggest oil boom in the history of the United States of America – no exaggeration, happening in the Permian Basin and the Delaware Basin between West Texas and Eastern New Mexico. If you look at, if you pause this and look up a map right now and just type in Delaware Basin, Permian Basin, if you're familiar with the Permian Panthers from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I was going to say. That's where it is. That's in Odessa, Texas. Okay. And that's kind of the eastern end of this uh, oil boom. And the western end is right in Carlsbad, New Mexico. So it stretches throughout there. Uncle Keith describes it when he picked me up at the uh, Hobbs Airport. He described it as welcome to America's Saudi Arabia. <laughs> welcome to America's Saudi Arabia. This is where all the oil's coming yeah. from. Yeah. Well, we're in the new Saudi Arabia. They're. The new Saudi Arabia. It's if it's where if you actually recall, we talked about this briefly on the uh, on the podcast with uh, Governor Gary Johnson, the new the old yeah. New Mexico, the governor from we New Mexico. We should start um, like to get all their rules with like uh, we, we you know women are allowed to men are married single men are allowed in malls and all the stuff we learned about Saudi Arabia in West Texas. 
Well, that's you can go for that. I'm going to stick to the liberal laws of the United States of America. All right. But uh, so what happened is all this all this is happening now. And it started out as oil and gas into fracking. So I think we've explained fracking before. But here's basically what it is, is there's oil and gas running underwater. I mean, underground through rocks. They found it in the middle of these giant boulders that are like a hundred feet under the, under the ground. So what they have to do, they drill down into, into, uh, into the earth and then they send dynamite down there and they explode these rocks. And when they explode the rocks, well, there's oil, oil comes out. Water is involved in some way. I'm not exactly sure how, maybe they use the water to shoot it down in there too. But then I know for sure. Then they use sand and they send the specific sand that comes from Michigan. They send the sand mm, down. The sand. Uh, yeah, they send it down 100 feet into the earth. The sand acts as a sponge. It picks up all the oil and gas and then pulls it back out. And then that's what they use and refine. And then that's getting sent throughout the United States of America uh, to go into cars and wherever else we use oil and gas and makes us not reliant on dictatorships around the world like the Saudis, like whoever else. And then it makes us not have to deal with, as we all like to say, regime change wars, Kaplan, not mm. to get political, but yeah, I don't really know if there's a real connection here, but okay. Ultimately it's that. a good thing because, uh, well, but there's people who say it's a bad thing because, um, because they say well, it, 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 it could cause, they like to say that it hurts the environment. There's no actual proof of that. As far as I understand, it's not a pollutant in any way. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. There's just, I know there's some, controversy in that but it is like it's inconvenient because there's a we're trying it's like the cool thing is to get we're trying to get off fossil fuels right so it's incon, it's almost inconvenient that america now is the leader has like surpassed saudi arabia and russia and iran and everyone in like we're the number one oil producer now in the, in the world so that's like sort of a because it's sort of not in our interest now more than ever to like get off oil because we have it all so yeah exactly yeah. it was uh, i don't really want to talk about it or talk about this bad downside obviously. it's almost like we found this crazy natural resource that they say so a lot of times oil booms these towns these west texas eastern new mexico towns these are boom and bust towns so bust. and they've been this way since the, these are old wild west towns i mean all of them so they've been this way since billy the kid i mean for I'm not even exaggerating. Literally, Billy the Kid was living in these towns. And they've been these t forever. They've been these boom-bust towns, and that's just kind of the way they operate. Usually, the boom lasts for about five years, and then the oil's all gone, or whatever it is they find, whatever natural resource, they drill it all out. They say this could last up to 30 years. There's no end in sight, the scientists say, from this, uh, this fracking, this uh, shale oil they're finding. And... Now, uh, and so you're right, it was an inconvenient time. I feel like there probably are, not to get political, but there probably are politicians in America who are upset that we found this crazy natural resource. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it actually happened to really start during the Obama years, and he never, to credit, he wanted to brag about it because he's against what he believed, you know, what he was trying to do. And now Trump, of course, makes it seem like he just made this happen magically. Does um, Trump talk he, about it much? Yeah, he does talk about it sometimes. Oh, he does. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is, of course, less regulation, so he helps push it, you know. Um, but it is nuts because it's like, well, if this could have happened like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it could have changed the whole trajectory of like, you, know, you talk about foreign wars and stuff, because then we would have, would there have been no downside then. We'd just be like, oh, we have all this oil. Yeah, we wouldn't have gone into Iraq looking for oil or weapons of mass destruction or whatever you want to call them. Um, all that kind of stuff. So this could have. So ultimately, well, I mean, like possibly. So the, the what they yeah, possibly what they say, the downside, I'm trying to be, um, uh, you know, 
both play both sides here, understand both sides. The downside is that scientists say it could, when you're messing with the earth like this, it could in the future cause an earthquake. It never right. has people, caused an earthquake. But people supposedly get these things in their backyards and stuff. These like mini earthquakes. No, that, that's what I feel like I've seen about fracking. So, uh, where? I don't know. I saw it on like the daily show or something. So, Oh yeah. No, no, no. I don't think as far as I know, no one, that's right, right, you listen, no one I talked to had a mini earthquake in their backyard. All right, um, well, that's a good sample size. I'm but sure. also, so listen, I'm from California. If you can't deal with an earthquake, what are you doing in the world? You know? Yeah, pussy. Yeah, there's earthquakes everywhere. But so no one's had it. There's been no, like, big Richter scale earthquake so far. But I guess they say, I don't really understand. Maybe it could happen. Anyway, the result of all this is that these towns are booming. So not only, so now, when I went a couple years ago, everybody was making money off oil and gas, right? Now, all of these people, they're like oil and gas. Forget about it. They've already sold all their land off to these big companies that come in and kind of bought up all the land from these farmers and ranchers and these just townspeople, essentially. Right. Yeah. And -hmm. they're buying the mineral. You, You own your own land, but they buy the mineral rights underneath your earth. And so they own underneath your ground. You owned your ground. Now what these guys are doing, all these ranchers and farmers, they gotten smarter. And now they're selling. They've realized they need water to make this all happen. So they're all selling water. And they're making mm. more money than they ever made off the oil and gas by selling water to these people. And then they're selling. Everyone in Michigan's getting rich because they're selling sand. They need the sand. So they're selling the sand down. There's a specific Michigan sand. They're selling the sand down to New Mexico. And yeah. West Texas. So what it what it resulted in is Carlsbad is this insane boom town right now. So everybody ten years ago who was just they might have owned a little bit of property and they're working down at the uh, the Jiffy Lube, you know. Now they're millionaires and in some cases billionaires. And what that resulted in is the city of Carlsbad had 25,000 people a couple years ago. Now 75,000 people. Because all these people are moving in to work at these oil fields. There's guys... Everyone's trying to get a piece. Wait, what's that? Everyone's trying to get a piece of the action. Everyone's trying to get a piece of action. Because even if you don't own... So all the people who made the most money were the people who happened to own all this land or own the water. But even if you don't own this, there. my uncle was telling me if you can drive a water truck... Three hours this way, three hours back the other way, three hours the next way. You can make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow! No education nice necessary. Just driving a truck around Eastern New Mexico. So why don't pe- we do that? We could do the pod from New Mexico. We a hundred percent should do that. You could definitely afford some good insurance then. Yeah. And, uh, Become truck driver, truck drivers in America. Just come. <laughs> I raise the kids. I'll change the whole trajectory of everything. Raise the kids. Yeah, put them out in Carlsbad. You could be the Jews in yeah. Carlsbad. The Jews in Carlsbad. Sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a great TV show. Actually, it's like reverse uh, hillbilly. What are the Beverly yeah. Hillbillies? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so then that's they're making money that way. If you want to work out on one of these rigs, they're doing twenty eight days on, twenty eight days off. You work twenty eight oh. days in a row, so people are flying in and flying out. Why is that the policy? Like you get, once you get on the rig, you can't get off it. It's like you got to stay work 20. Why do you have to work so many days straight? Well, I think you get to sleep at night. I don't think you, you know, it's well, not I straight, straight. But uh, no, I think the policy is that way because they want it that way. Because if you're, say you live in um, Idaho and you're saying, well, I want to go down there and make a bunch of money. I don't want to oh, keep flying in and out every weekend. I'd rather right. be there for oh, a month than go home for a month. Right, right. I got you. And they sleep in these, they have these, they're called man camps. And they're these towns of only um, uh, trailers, 
like okay. trailer parks, you know. But they're not they're not in the ground. They they come in, you know, what are they called? Like a like a Winnebago essentially. And it'll be maybe 500 Winnebagos all on an empty lot next to each other. And they're all uh, where they have bathrooms inside and these man camps, they sleep out there, they live out there and that's where they stay for the month. And then on the weekends, my cousin was telling me they come into town, they come into Carlsbad and they go out to the bars and they get hammered and they get into fights and they knife each other. It's like a real fun wild west town. Oh yeah, uh, like uh, gunfights or just uh, what do you what do you what do you what ah, knife fights stuff? Knife she fight. said that the Buffalo oh, Wild what? Wings was the most dangerous place yeah. in town because it's kind of like because oh. it's the bar where everybody kind of know. Like if you don't live there, you know, like you don't live in a town, you just go to the chain. People just go to the chain bar they've heard of. Right, you get off the rig and you head right to the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, so all these man camp oil guys just they come off the rig and they fly into the, they go into the Buffalo Wild Wings and they just come in drunk and stabby. And they're getting right. well. Fight. We talked about this, I think, two years ago. But did I mean, what's the hooker situation like? I don't even feel all these men are just there for 28 days straight. That's a good question. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. It's like, a, it's like a world cup crowd or something. I'm not, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not ladies, sure. If, wait, women, if single women you want to meet a man who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, and it's gonna have a lot of free time off. This is the place to go. Get down to these oil rig spots. Well, except for the fact that if my cousin was saying it's, she would never go in there. She's like, the Buffalo Wild Wings is the most dangerous place in town. They yeah. go to, like, there's a brewery in town. She goes to more like the hipster spots. But yeah, but, yeah, but I find it fascinating, the Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, I've seen the commercial where they like, they, just, I don't even, I can't imagine it being like a dangerous dive bar place, but like a saloon, like someone comes in. It's like just, a Wild West a saloon. Bra- That's exactly what it is. Yeah. They got yeah, a piano yeah. and the bartender's ducking under the bar all the time. His hat's getting shot off. Nice. It's a wild time. So all these guys are making so much money. So then at the country club, uh, what they decided, they had me two years ago. If you remember, I went out there, I did comedy. It was the first time they'd ever had a comedy show. There's no comedy club in town. So we did it at the country club, but they made it open to the public. So it was like a comedy club crowd. It sold out. It was a blast. They decided they liked comedy. So they wanted to have another comedian out. So with all them being billionaires, who did they get? Jay Leno. So they followed, they followed you. So Jay Leno has you to thank for him getting his gig? Yes, he has me to thank. I don't know if I can say how much money he made, but it was north of a hundred thousand dollars. Let's just say north that. Of, I mean, you barely made a hundred, so that's why you're not getting the insurance you wanted. It was well north of a hundred thousand dollars. Jay Leno needed that. Plus, he were, he demanded a flight, a personal like jet in and out. And let me tell you, personal jets are like taking the bus in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Everybody, they call it public transportation. Everybody has a personal jet. So they were, they were drawing straws to see who got to pick them up and who got to take them back. Everybody wanted to fly to LA and get them and come back. Everyone wanted Jay Leno. Yeah, he came out. He did 30 minutes of stand up for, for, I can't say, a lot of money. And then, good. good for him, right? Yeah, good for Jay Leno. Because they were like, who have we heard of? You know, if you're a bunch of guys who you've seen comedy for the first time, you're just going to go with whoever you've heard of. And like, we know The Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard of Jay Leno. So they got Leno. They loved that. Loved it so much. Felt it was well worth it to have him come perform, basically for them and their friends. And so then the next time they flew out, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. So Larry came out, made us. I think uh, made decent coin as well. And then just recently, uh, they had me back. yeah, they didn't. But did they fly you? You don't get a private plane. I don't get a private plane. I don't get a hundred north of a hundred thousand dollars. You know, I'm a working man's comic, but um, it was yeah, still a good time. Start making some demands. 
Anyway, God bless them. It was a wild trip. If you guys ever get a chance, it's such its own culture. So the other side product of this, Uncle Keith has Sparks Office Solutions out there, formerly of Sparks Office Supply. Oh, yeah. I, I saw those pictures on uh, like Instagram, I believe. You were posting some photos from... Yeah, and Uncle Keith's doing a great job. He's, he's killing it out there because he supplies, anytime a new office opens up, he kind of does this design of their whole office, lays out where all the desks and computers and everything are going to be, and then he takes care of ordering and supplying the whole thing. So you just hire him, and he's a one-stop dude to put in your entire office. So offices are opening up like by the day out there. So he's, he's like overwhelmed with business. So it's, it's a trickle down economy as our uh, great leader, um, Ronald Reagan would say, right. This whole oil down. business is trickling the oil down. Business is trickling down to the supply business. Yeah. So uncle Keith has nothing to do with oil. He's not making oil the money. Buffalo wild wing business. It's all connected. Everybody's making money. The one downside is no one can keep staff. So sparks office supply. I know he he's got staff going, but um, I remember Tyler and I were there a couple weeks ago, a couple years ago, we went to the enterprise rent a car and everybody had quit the day before. So there's literally no one there. We had to sit around for a half an hour until the manager came down and opened the door and then had to do everything himself at the country club i know they're having trouble keeping uh, everybody's having trouble keeping staff because you can make 50 dollars an hour going and standing on an oil rig hmm. so who's going to work for even the mcdonald's like everybody's like now hiring now hiring because yeah. they, they got to pay 20 bucks an hour to work at mcdonald's and still nobody will do that wow that's a little lesson for the uh the, the bernie sanders crowd about minimum wage you know supply and demand if uh, we're all over, you know, if you have the, if you have the money, if you have the, no jobs, we're going to pay more. So exactly. Uh, That's the way to so make yeah. it work. I guess you're right. That's the way to make it work. Right. It's the invisible should hand. Yeah. Should come an Uber driver down there. If there's no rental cars available, people got to get around somehow. Can, yeah. I would say an, a, a rent uh, Uber driver. I mean, my mom was saying she, her idea was to go down there. Cause that's where my parents are both from. They're both originally from Carlsbad, New Mexico. The geniuses that they are, they didn't hold on to any property. So they have no oil or anything. Mm. They sold everything off. But, they used um, to have oil? Oh, they had property. They didn't know they had oil in it. Whoops. Well, they had, they had up until maybe 10 years ago, Uncle Keith and my dad co-owned this uh, trailer park. But it was, they had two of them, actually, one in Hobbs and one in Carlsbad. They sold them because it was just like a disaster to run and to keep up. But now they could, sell, they could rent them out to the man camps and be just making money hand over fist. But uh, at that point, they didn't see the oil boom coming, so there was no reason to hang on to it. So they got rid of that. But my mom's idea is to go down there and buy up houses and then renovate them and sell them. Because all these houses now, there's one river in the town. It's the Pecos River, the mighty Pecos, where Uncle Keith lives. <laughs> He lives on the, you know, fastest gun west of the Pecos. You've always heard about those kind of outlaws. And uh, (laughs) Uncle Keith used to live, currently lives on the Pecos. These houses used to be worth, I don't know, three, four hundred thousand dollars. I would say five years ago. Now they're all over a million. Wow. Yeah, because it's it's, like there's people who have these like dumpy places in my neighborhood who've been in families forever. And they're like, they'll tell people to sit outside in the, uh, stoops and don't look like they have any money but they're actually all millionaires because of values of property near in new york city now that's exactly it and what's happening uncle keith's lived in a house he's lived in for a long time and our family used our family's had forever so it's just like a regular house but with all these guys these oil guys are doing is they're buying the house knocking it down and building mansions so it's now become this like Beverly Hills in the middle of Carlsbad, New Mexico on the river. Oh. Cause it's the only river for 300 miles in any direction. So it's the most desirable property. So my mom's idea is to build, to go out there, buy some 
houses not on the river and then renovate them and sell them. But the problem is none of these oil guys, they're all in and out every 28 days. So nobody's staying, you know? Right. It's an interesting uh, world. I recommend everybody yeah. go down there and check it out. It's just such a, and it's also something we don't hear about. I, I mean, I guess you do, but most people I've told are like, I had no idea that was going on. I mean, I've really read some things about the boom and we've talked about it, but I'm not by any means an expert of what I don't think I realized even to, to how much, uh, to the extent, you know, the extent. Yeah. 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 So when you fly crazy. out, I flew out of, Ho- so this is how crazy it is. They built a little airport in Hobbs, New Mexico. They're never used. They're, it was a private airport before they built an airport and now United as of two years ago is flying in and out of there because there's so many people come. It's this like really small town, but there's so much people, so many people coming in and out to do this. So I flew out of the Hobbs airport. When you fly out of there on your United flight, you look down and it's oil rigs literally as far as you can see in every direction. Hmm. Just killing That's it. A, yeah, so hopefully there's no... Uh, it's a, there's, nothing can happen, though, right? They don't just, like, catch fire for some reason or anything? Or nah, if they caught like, fire, like, what would they even I'm, do? This I'm the thinking desert. of an oil thing that spills, like, in the... Oh, that's in the water. So, yeah, you're safe. No, the oil can't Sounds spill. Sounds good. I gotta take it... Let's take a trip to, like... Uh, let's get flown in. Why don't they... Why don't you pitch them on a live podcast? Let's in, do a uh, live... We'll interview all, like, the celebrities of the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it live from the Buffalo Wild Wings. That'd be no, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and I know Drew Freilich told me he opened for me out there in, in Carlsbad. Shout out to him, and shout out to Aaron Corley who opened for me in uh, Lubbock, Texas. He was he's a he's a he's a cop down there, and uh, it was fantastic having an off-duty police officer open for me. He drove me all around town in like the the police truck. It was a blast. We ran the town. So, uh, nice, Cap, nice. should we get to should we get to the news? Yeah, I guess we should get to the news. It's kind of we're getting late in the show, right? Yeah, it's getting news late time. in the show. Let's. I, I was literally blabbing there. Let's get to the news. Yeah. Play the music. news story of the week comes to us from fox eight kaplan it's a local i love it it's like it's like definitely somebody's local news but like I, we can't figure out who so yeah we so don't know it's local to somebody some, somebody in america maybe it's carlsbad new mexico shout out to them who knows it's a- possible here's the story according to a survey 78 percent of parents admit to stealing candy from their kids halloween candy supply with 28 percent eating even more candy than their own children eat um yeah i can believe that why what do you think well for starters it's like uh obviously you do that you got to teach your kids about taxes and stuff like and and, and commission and all sorts of things like we make i buy them their costumes right i buy them the uh bucket they put the thing in yes i take them trick-or-treating like i need to be paid for my time i'm not getting you know so i got to take some of your candy right freedom isn't free freedom isn't free and then the other thing is from is that I noticed is and this is what it's fascinating with kids in general is that they're so excited for Halloween. They love to go, you know, you remember it. You don't think it as much candy as possible, right? Yes. But like I always remembered like in my mind it's like then you gorge on the candy, but like maybe I was I don't eventually what happens is that first night they want to eat candy. And then like each day after that they want to eat they like will remember the candy, but over time they kind of forget about it. To the point where, like, it always hits the point where it's like, oh, some of these candies are going to go bad. Like, he's like, you, it's weird to have candy just sitting around, like, three weeks after Halloween, right? It's just like, you know, you don't feed your kid candy all the time. Yes. So it's like you almost have, 
if you don't eat it, in most cases, uh, unless you have like fat diabetic kids who are just go- letting go to town, if you have kids who aren't do, aren't allowed to do that. If you don't eat some of it, then you're actually just wasting food. So there's really nothing. I don't know why any adult would feel guilty at all about this. It's so true. I forgot about that, but I remember being a kid and almost every, every we would eat a bunch the first night. And then usually, like I mean, it would last forever. I remember it would be March and I would find this bag of candy in my closet. I'm like, oh, I haven't even yeah. eaten it all yet. Yeah. And then like parts of it are like hard. Yeah. Like, and you're always down. Like, you're always down to the stuff that no one wants, like the coconut yeah. mounds. Right. Remember yeah. those? Yeah. Just yeah, disgusting. Always, yeah, I should do a report after we trick or treat in a couple of days on uh, on what's 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 because there's definitely some people just are weird. They just don't give like normal. It's like if you just give the classics like Reese's, which the survey says is the number one popular. Any of the like, I always like crackle. But if you just give like any of the normal candy bars, you're fine. But sometimes people have to like think outside the box. No, and always and they always give weird shit. And it's always like that's the stuff that nobody eats. It just sits in the bottom of the thing. Nobody eats it. We also I never ate the candy corn. I never liked that. Oh, I don't like that either. Just stick yeah. to the simple ones. As it says, as you said, 62% of people in this article uh, name um, Reese's as their, as their favorite. I think it's my favorite. The other good ones, uh, give me a Snickers, give me a yeah. Reese's. Oh, uh, just, you know. Twix, Crackle. But you know, uh, Twix is good. You know, I was just thinking of to prove my point, even on such a small sample, is that last week the kids went to this party uh, at this um, gym in the neighborhood where it was like a Halloween, Halloween theme. Yeah. Um, and uh, and first of all, they had a costume contest, apparently. And Teddy would have won, except I, I, Randy and I, because he dropped the kids off. He got to dinner. And we like went, we show up. At the, you're getting free babysitting now. So we showed up the last possible second to pick them up. Yeah. And apparently you missed the moment where they let everyone vote on the best costume. And all the parents who had showed up early to pick up their kids were allowed to vote. So they all voted for their own kids. What? So Teddy, so Teddy had the most votes among kids, but didn't win the costume contest. Cause the other kid in second place had two parents vote for him. Why Real do they scandal. allow parents to vote? Real scandal over. I'm going to, I should, I really should dox the organization, but they're very nice. Let's dox. So, but so they gave them the kids, these little mini, um, the trick or treat bags as like a party gift. And like that night, literally that night, I'm like arguing with the kids because they want to eat the candy. It's like 930. I'm like, okay, you have one thing, right? So they have the one thing. And it's like three, four days later, I noticed the bag's still sitting there on the kitchen table and no one has eaten anything else out of the bag. That's like, it was like the moment is like passed. So I was like, it's only like one Twix bar. There's the only thing I want. And I'm like, he's definitely going to notice it. But it's like, I'm going to take a chance because if, if I take this Twix and he doesn't know it, it's, such a, it's like, I can't control my, I just have to eat this Twix right now. I can't control it. If I eat this little Twix and he notices it and freaks out, then I'll, it's like a good lesson on like what, but no, nobody noticed. And, nice. Uh, that, so that's how you can take as much candy as you want, parents. That's Look my, at you. Proud of you, Cap. Fooling a seven-year-old. Keep the, keep the balls like spread out so they don't see you stick your hand in. Because they just get mad if they see you do it by the idea of it. But they don't get mad to be missing candy. Tips out psychology. there. Tip out there for all parents. For all thieves. Parents want to steal, yes. Next story comes to us from Dazed, which I have no idea what that means. Is that, yeah, a, really is that a blog? Days.com or something. All right, Days here we go. Jesus. Halloween costume. We're sticking with Halloween here. Happy Halloween to everybody. It's this Thursday. Or thir- Thursday, yeah. Ha- uh, Halloween costumes are having a terrifying impact on the environment. Uh-oh. Woke Awards. <laughs> Woke article of the year. Uh, an investigation found that an estimated 2,000 tons of plastic waste is expected to be generated this Halloween from throwaway costumes, the equivalent of 83 million plastic bottles. Mm, that's a lot of straws, right? A lot that's of a straws. Lot. That's got to be like they, 10 billion straws, yeah. Are they going to one day make costumes all be like paper or like uh, uh, like weird like uh, avocado seed or whatever? Like, you know, no, they make straws now? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Gonna, they're not going to have plastic. Uh, well, that's... 
maybe that's what I should use as my excuse. I haven't got a costume yet. Halloween's in two days. And I haven't got one because both kids want me to dress up in something in theme to go with their costume theme, you know? Okay. And I can't play favorites, so I have nothing. So I got nothing. But maybe I'll just be one of those real parents who doesn't have fun. And just, you know, yeah. and but if it, but if anyone looks down on me for not being in costume, like if any of those parents who are fun are like giving me that like smugginess, I'll just be like, well, you're, you're killing the earth. I'm not. So. Yes. And no, and you, all you have to do is uh, get a button that says like Greenpeace or something like Greenpeace that. Greenpeace instead of, wear a t-shirt that says, uh, Jill Stein, you know, say, Jill you're, Stein. you're killing, your costume is killing the earth. Yes. But I mean, it's true. It's all your thing. It's also because of like the people, the adults who wear costumes the most, I feel like are like. 20 somethings in major cities because it's like you continue being a kid forever and go to parties and stuff sure and every year is a different theme like nobody keeps their costumes and nobody uh nobody has storage space and nobody wants to people want to seem creative right so they can never redo like you can't be the same costume the next year that's like yeah i feel like that's a nationwide thing yeah that's a nationwide thing so people get rid of their stuff if we would find a way to recycle it where you would like have a program where like i see somebody's amazing costume i get their info and i get that for next year yeah, man, we can save the earth that way. Can too. I poke a hole in that real quick? Yeah. Here's the problem. There's nothing sweatier than a Halloween costume. Oh, that's a good point. There's a one-night thing only. They stink. People drink yeah. in them. Sometimes they pee oh, yeah. in them. They puke they in do, them. They do. They do. They There's do. a lot of fluids going into that Halloween costume. Yeah. I don't know if well, I would want play it again Halloween costumes. But, well, uh, it's, by the way, another reason why Teddy Kaplan should have won that costume contest is that he actually, because he didn't want to use his Halloween costume, which is going to be Sonic, he didn't want to use it before Halloween, so he used last year's costume, which was Luigi, so he recycled. He used an old costume. Oh, nice. Back into the favor. So he should I've been to bring this up. Really, I should have been a selling point to costume voting. Look at you, woke parent. Can woke I, parent of the year. I can I give you to do that. Two tips, two tips. One of these tips I give every year. And this is, if you're in your 20s, or 30s or whatever it is and you're going to go out drinking and you're going to wear a Halloween costume or even if you're a teenager you know we got young listeners if you're going to go out drinking don't wear a, don't get a Halloween costume that involves a mask yeah because then you got to take the mask off every time you want to drink just or make out with someone or make out a, avoid yeah. the mask and I, I would say avoid the face paint as well mm. especially, if it's, especially if it's blackface especially well that gives me to my next point Here's my next point. If you are Indian or black and you're listening to this podcast right now, you have a moral obligation for Halloween to be Justin Trudeau. Oh, that's great. This is the tip, my tip of the year. I gave it to my friend Bassam, a comedian in New York City last night. He said he was going to do it 100%. He said he didn't have an idea yet. He's got to go to a party. All he needs is a suit and a Canadian pin. He's an Indian guy, and he's yeah, going to look yeah. perfect. Was he with the Arabian Nights theme? Is he going to go with like that? Yeah. That. Well, that's what he asked because he said he said uh, he also said he wasn't offended by Trudeau. He said he thought it was funny. But um, and apparently, did you hear that uh, that Obama gave Trudeau his blessing to do blackface? Oh, when? Uh, this is what comedians are telling me last night. They're like, "Oh, it's fine now because Obama gave him his blessing." I'm no, like, he I'm, didn't. He didn't say that. He just endorsed it. He tweeted out his endorsement for him to office. I don't think he endorsed the blackface. Oh, I thought he endorsed his blackface. <laughs> no, because sure I've never not. done blackface in my life. I've never gotten an uh, Obama endorsement. Yeah. Maybe that's the way to get I, him. I did do blackface once. So I, I didn't want to out you, but I know you did. You did it for <laughs> yeah. Halloween. Should I put the- this up on the pot. I did it. I have, I'm the full disclosure. I did. I was dressed up as Madonna's baby because Randy, Randy was when first year we were dating. She was going to be Madonna, so I was like, "I'll be Madonna's baby." So uh, should we get ahead yeah. of that? Should we release those photos now to get ahead of it before we come? No, big and because famous? I don't. It was like three digital photos, so I don't even know. I'm not positive. Or even, I I think I have a photo. <laughs> but I, don't know if I, I don't actually know how many people other like Weber might have a photo. Like so, 
and he doesn't need the money to just to ruin me. So all right, go. Um, if, but if we do figure out anybody else who has it, I will have to. Yeah, get out of it. <laughs> it I practice. remember that. I was gonna bring it up, but I kept forgetting. Yeah, we had one black guy at the party, and he said he wasn't offended. So you know, I I, I don't I don't know how I could track him down because I don't know. <laughs> you need him to vouch for you. <laughs> I need to vouch for me. He wasn't. We'll offended. bring him to the press conference when we need to apologize. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, is like. I don't know. I just thought it was like I was doing it like the uh, I was just trying to get the look of the baby. So he's bald. And, you know, it's you you're know, going for authenticity. Like, I was going for authenticity. I didn't do anything to be uh, making fun of anything. So, of course. But anyway, I know now we'll not do it again. Good apology. Well, you won't get Saturday Night Live now, not, but that's all right. I won't get Saturday Night Live now. No, you weren't get- I didn't think I, I don't think I was going to get it before. So you probably weren't going to get it before anyway. Let's be honest. Kaplan, that is the podcast. We, oh, one more news story. Should we cut it? I think we're good. Yeah, we could. We could save it. All right, we're gonna save that last one. That is it, Kaplan. Wait, you can find me at turnersparks uh, dot com. You can find me at turner uh, at turnersparks on Instagram. I got tour dates coming up, everybody. I'm gonna be uh, the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, California. That's the Bay Area. I will be there on November 12th. And I just uh, saw who else is on the lineup. It's going to be great. Joe Klosik, one of my old friends who used to tour with us out in China. And from the podcast, Paul Morrissey. Oh, nice. Paul Morrissey's on I'm that show. Right. So it's going to be posting some good basketball stuff lately. So yeah. yeah. So check out Paul. Paul, that's going to be a blast, man. It's uh November 12th, Throckmorton theater. Other than that, I'm going to be, if you're a member, I'm doing a few country clubs in Northern California. I'm going to be at the Stockton country club in Stockton, California, Granite Bay country club in Granite Bay and uh, Arden Hills country club in Sacramento, California. If you're a member at any of those or friends of a member at any of those, contact your friend, get tickets, come to those. Those are all coming up in November. It's all going to, it's all on my website. Check that out. That's it. Cap, what should we do? I may miss my flight actually. So I'm going to get lost. All right. Get lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.